Today's episode of Faces and Feels is brought to you by Dude, Where's My Ring? At DWMR Perth, it's no ring, no holds barred action straight out of Perth, Western Australia. Check out all our shows for free right now on YouTube and be sure to follow us on social media. Hi there, this is Andrew Crammond, the proprietor of Bleeding Gums Wrestling and the host of the News That Broke Glass, and you are listening to Faces and Fucking Feels. What it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I am your host, Rafe Houston, and today I am joined by a very special guest. Uh, it is the one and only Jamie Apps. He's the brain behind Pario Magazine. He is the brain behind Australian Wrestling Cards. So we've dealt a little bit online and supported each other in the past, but I really wanted to get him on to talk about his new wrestling card endeavor and everything he's doing to support the Australian scene. So how are you doing today, Jamie? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Thank you. Thanks so much for allowing me the time to jump on and have a chat. No worries. Overdue, in my opinion. Uh, thank you for getting up early. Not quite as early as me, I think, but still pretty early <laughs> to have a chat on a Saturday morning. Uh, so I hope your coffee's nice and hot and we'll uh, get this up and going. Yeah, perfect. It's great, pretty great. normal morning for me, so it's not too bad. Oh, excellent, excellent. So, Bud, when I, when I do these episodes, I keep it Nice and simple, and we just rewind to the start, and we're just going to walk our way through it. Yeah. So when you think back to pro wrestling and your pro wrestling fandom, and like you first saw it, what are some of the first faces that stood out to you? The characters that seemed larger than life, and and really started to I don't know, get their hooks in you. So the very first wrestler that I ever remember seeing was Sting. Mm-hmm. So pretty iconic image to mm-hmm. come across when you're flicking through the channels and. Uh, they it was old school WCW Sting sitting in the rafters. I was like, oh, this is an interesting thing. Let's watch a bit of this. And then I was hooked from then on watching WCW. I think it was on like in the afternoons on Foxtel at the time. And then slowly found WWE as well, which was late at night. I think it was like 8.30 at night. Mm-hmm. So that was a sit up and try to stay awake to watch it as a little kid. (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, just followed it from there. Eventually discovered like indie wrestling through uh, ROH. Mm -hmm. And then that sort of led me down the whole indie wrestling path. And then I found uh, PWA. Mm -hmm. And my first show I went to was the PWWA, so all women's show. Mm -hmm. Uh, and just been following PWA ever since, and that's it, then expanded to all of Australian wrestling. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Now, are you, are you a bit of a mainstay when it comes to attending um, PWA shows? Because I know I know you support their stuff a bit online, um, and, I mean, that must be a great – if you're getting into indie wrestling and you're, you know, able to go to shows, that's a great one to be going to because they're, you know, production quality and – you know, all those things is always top notch and it's something they're always striving for. So if you're growing up in indie wrestling and you're, this is your local 
fed, so to speak, and that must be a bit of a treat as far as uh, indie stuff goes. Oh, absolutely. I think it'd be like someone in LA finding PWG. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like you're instantly finding the cream of the crop and I've been at, up until the pandemic, I was at basically every PWA show from 2013 onwards. Wow. Watching them go from uh, the Casula Powerhouse, like a very small out-of-the-way venue, all the way to places like the Roundhouse and the Metro in the heart of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then after the pandemic, I sort of was a little bit slow going back and then they introduced the live streaming as well. So now I've moved further away from Sydney as well. Okay. So like now I'm kind of like picking and choosing which shows to yeah, go yeah, to. Yeah, a bit more of a trek. I think I'll be going a lot more regularly now with the Australian wrestling cards yeah. exploding and mm-hmm. like I will be hosting a merch table there Great. at the upcoming emo night. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're, we won't jump the shark. We won't get into that yet because I'm very interested to see how you got there as far as you know some of your endeavours go in supporting wrestling. Let's talk about what it's like when you go to your first indie show because that was something that I didn't get to do, geez, man, until I was in like my 30s. So I had grown up um, in regional WA, like a small town called Dongra and then Geraldton, which is like a smaller city here. And so I didn't go to my first live wrestling um, geez, until like the year 2000 when WWE came over and did a show called Global Warning over in Melbourne. Uh, and me and some friends flew over that, which was really fun. Um, and then I didn't, I still didn't discover local wrestling for another 10 years after that, I think, something like that. So what kind of age are you when you first discover that indie wrestling is like a, a thing in your local area? Uh, I would have been 20. Five-ish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that PWA show. I was like, oh, wow. These, yeah. these guys are good, like guys and girls, because it was all the girls at the time. I was like, these these wrestlers are really high quality. It's not, it's, it's not like the typical indie wrestling that you see online where it's like, oh, these are, some of these are not great, but yeah. the PWA stars were fantastic from the get-go so like okay i'm in yeah yeah i i think maybe like i obviously knew independent wrestling existed but maybe i didn't even hunt it out because i just assumed it would be budget you know what i mean like i think mm-hmm. i was just like oh this isn't what i want to see there's going to be you know no production value or anything like that and i'm sure it's just some people trying to do it or whatever and it wasn't until i went to an epw show and saw the quality with which they operate that I was like, oh, okay, there is some like really cool wrestling in Australia. Um, so you went, you went to the women's show. Were you then very next week at like their next regular show? Yes. Uh, like as soon as the next, I think as I was leaving, they were handing out flyers for the next show. I was like, okay, I'll be back for this one. Okay. And then at the the next show when you're – um. You're starting to see, you know, the full roster and stuff. Are are you seeing people like, you know, Robbie Eagles, like Mick Moretti? I think at that time it was Robbie versus Mick for the PWA. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so two of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. 
exactly. That that's and that's the kind of high level that you were dealing with. Like, I personally think of Robbie as maybe the my, the best wrestler in Australia, if not very top echelon. So you were immediately dealing with you know international quality as far as wrestling goes in Australia. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, I'm a big Robbie Eagles fan immediately so yeah, yeah. multiple Robbie Eagles shirts and bits and pieces he's a hard guy not to be a fan of <laughs> mm-hmm. he's going to be over here soon actually he's coming over for world series wrestling and bringing Ichiban sweet boy Vegeta with him so I'm gonna to have to cruise yes over and catch that's that. a very strange um setup for that tour it's it's a weird lineup and to be honest before they were announced I was not really interested in it in any way um, World Series came over here once a while ago and it was sort of, you know, before the pandemic stuff, but it was like prime of the elite, right? So Cody's here and, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, like, and you're also getting people like Brody and, and stuff like that. Um, who else? Jonah, um, Walter, you know, all, all these dudes. It was like a, a super indie show. We went and sat front row, and man, I had a wicked time. It was a really, really fun show. Um, and then they didn't come back for like you know a year or two, and then pandemic and stuff happened. And so when WSW would release other shows, I'd be like, oh, I hope they come back to Perth. But then they just wouldn't announce the shows because obviously we're really far away. But I was like, that show was so good, and it was absolutely packed. And then they announced this show and I'm like, this is awesome. They're coming back finally and they're announcing like the lineup and I'm like, oh, I'm not really interested in any of this. At least I can save the money and not go. And then Robbie had to go and get announced. I'm like, fuck, now I've got to buy a ticket to get this. <laughs> yeah, now, now I'm in. Damn it. Now i got to go. To I think like this tour they've kind of been a little bit hard done by. They kind of got undercut with some of the people they had announced then coming for the Impact Tour or for the Renegades to us. Yeah. So I can see where they've been a little bit sure. ripped there. But mm-hmm. I just, I was talking to Robbie at Newcastle mm-hmm. last week and it's just funny that uh, him and Fujita are only on like Perth and Adelaide, I think. Really? They're not on yeah. all the other shows? They're not on Sydney and Melbourne, which is very weird. That is <laughs> super strange. I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh I do not know, but I would like to see. It. I, th- I think I'm going to see the show and go along and have a good time. Um, there are there are some you know some interesting combinations of wrestlers on that. As I said, it didn't initially spark the kind of stuff that I'm into, but you know Robbie and Virginia are enough to at least get me in the door. So we'll see, and I'm sure it will be a good night of wrestling regardless. Yeah, I just love like seeing the Aussies get to mix it up with some of those higher higher profile yeah international wrestlers. Yeah, exactly. Like the one that I saw, it was like uh, Walter and Jonah as a tag team <laughs> called yeah. themselves the King's Road Warriors, and it was sick. <laughs> it was awesome. Who did they go against? Oh, I, geez, you're really testing my memory. It was um, it's hard to say because they absolutely minced them. Um, oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. It was – I think I feel like it was like a tag team championship match. I feel like it was like Flip Gordon and what's his uh, name? Brian Cage. Brian Cage. And I feel like they beat them. Like I feel like they were the champions, but I 
in my mind, I see them sitting on the, the side of the ring and holding the bells, but I'm very old and it was a very long time ago. So it's kind of all blurring together a little bit, you know, but I remember it being like a killer match and being like, I can't believe I got to see this. And then like within seconds of that tour, it was like Walter was signed and Jonah was signed and they were <laughs> just gone, you know. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So um, how does one start a magazine? So especially one that, you know, can focus on pro wrestling and in Australia where that stuff is, you know, on the back burner a little bit and not often in, you know, popular cultures kind of thing. How did that come about? Like did you, out of high school and stuff, do you have a journalism background or, or what's the story there? Uh, so coming out of high school, I went into university and studied <laughs> economics and hated the math side of it. Yeah. But we had one course, which was the history of economics, and it was all like written essays mm -hmm. focusing on the economists that came up with all of the models. Sure. And I was like, I really enjoy telling these people's stories rather than like actually doing the economics math side of it. Uh -huh. So then I followed that with a master's <laughs> in journalism, mm -hmm. which then got me into a job at a newspaper in Sydney, focusing on initially just music and then building up to become the arts and entertainment editor. Mm -hmm. And I still wasn't happy with the amount of work I was doing apparently. So I decided to launch my own magazine focusing on creativity. So I still sort of keep my entertainment journalist bits and pieces going. So focusing on theater, mm -hmm. movies, acting, uh, <clears throat> and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but also being able to incorporate a bit more wrestling into it. So then, yeah, that's where Pario came and grew from there. And every month I always make sure there's at least one wrestling related person in there, whether it is a wrestler, a referee, uh, a manager, something like that. Um, gear makers. Yeah. Bit of everything. Where did the name Pario come from? Uh, so I'm a weird, like, have a weird fascination with Latin. Okay. Uh, so I was looking up Latin words that uh -huh. sort of related to creating stuff and arts and pario is the Latin word for a desire to create. Oh, okay, cool. And I was like, well, that's perfect. Yeah, okay. That, yeah, that absolutely works. And it's also not something that anybody else is going to have. So <laughs> that works out really well. Now, how does how do you distribute Pario, because I know I know you do do a physical magazine, um, mm -hmm. but you're also online as well. Yeah, so we have the physical magazine, which I have like a Patreon subscriber base that uh -huh. way. Mm -hmm. uh, and then so that's where the people will get the articles first and mm -hmm. immediately. Uh -huh. But then over the course of the like six to eight weeks between issues, they filter out on the website week by week. Uh -huh. uh, so, yeah, it's basically like if you're subscribed, you get the magazine like mailed directly to you uh -huh. and then any leftovers are sort of put up on the website for people to buy at a later date or uh, taken to shows and distributed at shows. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. So um, you were saying about going to shows and doing a table for your Australian wrestling cards and stuff like that. Like if anybody sees you there, you've usually got the current issue of the magazine that people can pick up there. Yep, yep, that's that's it. That's got 
the the merch table is pretty expansive at the moment. It's <laughs> cards, a written little kids book about sort of wrestling and my experiences growing up, uh, and then the magazine and some hoodies as well. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Tell me tell me about the kids book. That's awesome. Uh, so I have cystic fibrosis, a oh. chronic lung condition. Yeah. Okay. And I wrote like a, it's a really simple like kids book about uh, a little kid who has cystic fibrosis uh-huh. and sort of is feeling a little bit down in the dumps about his health and, or there's a boys and girls version. So about their health. Yeah. And then uh, they find wrestling and get inspired to like train and try and become a wrestler and they overcome their, they sort of get out of their doldrums and be like, okay, yeah, I can do this and get inspired by wrestling and become a wrestler at the end. That's cute. What's it called? It is Breath by Breath, uh, Wrestling's 65 Roses, Warrior or Princess, depending on which. That's really cool, man. That's really awesome. Um, and, and I think that's a, a nice, really positive message to put back because there could definitely be, you know, little kids, little wrestling fans that could find inspiration in whatever they're dealing with with something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just a little self-published thing thanks to the Amazon uh, self-publishing program. So oh, okay. Something a little fun like that. What's that? Is that something that you can apply for or they just have a website where you can do stuff and pay something and it just pops it out? Yeah, they have a website where you just upload your PDF files and then uh, they they do all the printing and shipping and they just take a percentage and then I take the, the extra bit off the top of the price. Yeah, nice. And has it got like picture starters? Has it got art throughout it? Yeah, it's just very, very basic using like some some Canva design tools and things like that. Uh-huh. Just, yeah, that's just awesome, man. That's something, really- it was something that was just like, fun out of I had a little bit of downtime over like the the holidays yeah yeah absolutely and how's your how's your condition now how, how are you feeling is that like an ongoing thing that, that you need to deal with forever and, and constantly be aware of and, and dealing with yeah so it's an incurable condition yeah, at okay. the moment. yeah, so yeah. I, I'm on medication that has significantly increased my health wise so Amazing. I'm as healthy as I've ever been now, which is very strange because normally it would be deteriorating as you get older. Oh, really? That's a, that's so crazy. Like how far that, that goes. Like I, I'm admittedly not educated on this condition at all. I know the words, obviously, but I have never met anybody that's dealt with it before. So um, it's really nice to hear that there's actually some way to, you know, manage it in a positive manner. Yeah, well, when I was born, I think the life expectancy was around 30-ish. Oh, really? So it was not good. It has obviously increased over time with new medications. Yeah. But the, the newest one, uh, Trichafta, is mind-blowing. Like it's almost like it's gone, but there's still issues here and there, but it's almost like I'm perfectly fine now. Oh, my God. That's so cool, man. I'm so happy for you. That's That's literally amazing. Oh, dude. Um, do you think? Do you, do you think that sort of thing informs doing something like journalism and like finding your way down that path? You know what I mean? Leaving a mark, writing, sharing your thoughts. You know, like have you growing up with that? I'm sure is a huge challenge. Did you find yourself on like a sort of what's the word I want to say? 
not fatalistic, but like a, a kind of like I only have so much time probably, but obviously medications have included, but you've grown up with a sort of like this shadow over you a little bit, you know, and you would have known that from a very young age. Does that then push you to like achieve things that you maybe wouldn't have gone for as fast because you're like, hey, why am I waiting for? I have this idea. I'm just going to put it out there because, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, I think so. Um, I've always sort of been really heavy on like educate, educating myself on different things and learning uh-huh. and, yeah, writing was always a big thing. So yeah. I think like I was always going to go down that path and, yeah, yeah once I got that job in the, the newspaper, I could have very easily just settled and be like, okay, this is a solid career. Yeah. I was like, no, I have more that I want to do. So I just did it and yeah, yeah, yeah. worked out how to fit it in. Yeah. That, and that's really awesome, right? Because some, some people would go, okay, I've got this great job. I have this hobby over here or this thing that I like and these are just the two things. But you were like, how do I take this thing that I really like and have fun with and bring that into the other thing that I do that, you know, makes money and sustains me and then how do I merge them, which I think is really cool, which then obviously – branching out, doing the magazine, doing the the little book. How then just the idea for Australian wrestling cards come about? Uh, so that happened after I went to PWG mm-hmm. and got the got the the trading the fan made trading cards that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, came home was last year was watching AEW and they were promoting their trading cards. Uh-huh. And I was like wait a second, I've never seen anything like that here in Australia. Mm-hmm. So basically within two months I had got the idea, sorted it all out, worked out a, a business model um, and started contacting a few of the wrestlers that I'd sort of known like Robbie and Shazza. I was like, hey, would you guys be interested in this? What would what would it sort of look like on your end? Uh, JXT was also another like really big help on yep. that front. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, within, from November, I had everything designed, planned out, contracts signed, uh, and then pre-orders were up in January. Wow. That's so cool. Did you, um, do you design them yourself? Yes. Everything yeah. is all in-house. Yep. Yeah. That's really cool. Um and it's kind of like this – when I saw them, I was like, oh, that's a really cool idea because you're just sort of like cataloging Australian independent wrestling. You know what I mean? Like building up a a run of the, the history that is Australian wrestling because you seem to have cast your net really far. Like it's not just, you know, New South Wales-based wrestlers. You have – WA independent wrestlers on there. I mean, you've got our mutual friend Michael Lee, like who does commentary and all sorts of stuff for productions over here. He's got his own card. So you're really just like casting the net far and wide to to really sort of share what Australia well, I guess the scene that is Australian wrestling. Yeah, well that was that was kind of my my plan all along. Like I I could have very easily just focused on PWA because there are so many people there. Yeah. But like my fandom is wider than PWA. Like I've traveled to Melbourne for Renegades and uh, MCW shows. I, I still haven't been to South Australia or Perth yet. They're on the list at some point. <laughs> but I have checked out their shows. So, 
and seen some of their stars when they've come over to the East Coast. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I need to focus on Australia as a whole rather than individual promotions. And like the whole idea was let's try and introduce people to other wrestling, not just what's local to them all the time and give people a different way to support their favorite wrestlers as well. Because like I said, uh, the wrestlers get paid, the photographers get paid, like everybody is getting a little bit out of the whole process. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a pretty good partnership that way. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really cool. And I, I think it's a really cool way to share wrestling as well, because if you're like, say somebody that picks up a pack of cards at, you know, a wrestling show. I, I, I haven't obviously received, um, got a seat yet. I'm on the other side of the country, but do they come in like an individually wrapped package? Like you would get basketball cards and you tear it open and you get a random selection of cards. Is that how it works? Uh, yeah. So they come at the moment I'm selling them in. So there's two lots of three waves. Uh-huh. So six packs in general. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're packs of 10 mm-hmm. and every, every pack is the exact same. So like wave, wave one, all of the packs are exactly the same. So there's no like hunting down, like, oh, I have to buy six packs yeah. of wave one yeah. to get the whole lot. If you've got wave want, one, you've got it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to have that because I remember doing that with Pokemon cards and just hating <laughs> when you couldn't get the one person you wanted and feeling like you were just being leached off yeah, the whole we, time which so. you were like they, they yeah. do that shit on purpose and it's absolutely evil but <laughs> yeah i think that's a nice way to do the fandom thing but it's also really cool because like say say i'm somebody i'm a, I'm a fan that comes and i buy wave one and two and i know i'm gonna get different cards and i take them home and i open them and stuff i may not know all the wrestlers within the pack and so i was like oh well that's a cool photo and who is this and then you look them up and you get familiar with them and you know it it help share around wrestling knowledge. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like I got a, a comment from one of the people that bought cards this week saying that they had been introduced to new wrestlers that they hadn't known before and they're now searching all of the cards as they're like the the show announcements that are announced like, oh, where's this person? Are they on this show? Are they on this show? Can I potentially go and see them this weekend to get to get my card signed? And then even like not just current wrestlers like I've introduced people to Ken Dunlop, a wrestler from this, the 70s as well. So I think that's really cool to get modern and a little bit of history as well. Absolutely. That's cool. So how many waves have you released so far? Uh, so we've done six packs of 10 uh-huh. this year. Wow. Uh, and then I'm currently planning 2024 already <laughs> because this most recent set of three uh, we released – the 50 sets last Monday or the Monday before, mm-hmm. um, down to nine left. Wow. Exactly. They're and, picking up steam then. Yeah. Like my whole, initially I was only going to do three waves. Mm-hmm. And when I launched them in January, I was like, okay, these 50 packs or 50 sets will take me all year to sell. <laughs> so I had enough to like filter out over a year and then we were sold out within <laughs> two and a half months. I was like, oh. Um, I don't think I can wait until 2024 to do another set. I might need to do these a little bit sooner. That's amazing. That's really cool. I'm so happy that they've like caught on and that people are like really running with them and it's like capturing people's imagination. Yeah, I was, I was totally blown away by how how 
much the demand was there for these cards. Yeah. Was it, were the wrestlers very open to it right from the start? I mean, you, you said that you reached out to like Robbie and Chas, and I, I assume they're people that you've sort of known from for years from going to shows and, and seeing stuff. So it's not like you were reaching out to complete strangers, them knowing you and things like that. Did you find they were pretty receptive to the idea right from the start? Yeah, all of the PWA guys and girls were immediately on board. I had a, a couple of people that I sort of only have spoken to like once or twice. Yeah. We were a little bit hesitant and they're like, oh, let's just wait and see uh, in a future set. Yeah. But since that first uh, batch, I've had even had like wrestlers reach out to me like, hey, can we be involved in this? Like, how do we get, how do I get involved or how do I get my promotion involved in this as well? So that's sure. been really nice to see. Absolutely. No, that's really cool. It's it's very exciting. Um, take me through what's on a card for any of the listeners that haven't seen pictures and stuff online because it's some cool artwork with the person and then I'm not aware of like what's on the back or whatever. So what what do you get as a – you've opened your first pack, you're looking through it, what, what can you expect to see? Uh, so there's a little like – there's the Australian Wrestling Cards logo in the bottom left corner uh, and then there's generally like a sort of a frame around the, the photo but then it's – just a, a photo of the wrestler, whether it's their their promo photo or ideally a photo from one of the photographers at the shows taking a, a live action shot because I think they're a little bit more dynamic. Yeah. And then the back is just a very simple, like almost Pokemon card-esque, like just a, a nice simple background with the Australian Wrestling Cards logo and the Now We Conquer hashtag. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Just nice and easy. So you don't have stats and power ratings. And <laughs> no, I wanted to avoid any of that sort of political, uh, why did this person get yeah. a higher rating? Than yeah, yeah, you have somebody like, coming in being just, like, well, how's this guy stronger than me? <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, let's just avoid that. Let's just keep them like nice, simple collector's cards. Yeah. And honestly, most people are going to put these in a folder or display them some way. So they're probably not going to look at the back anyway if they get the – yeah. The front sign. So I figured let's just keep it back nice and simple. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. So so where can people expect to find you? You said you're going to be at most of the upcoming PWA shows, um, but can they also be purchased online? Is there a site they should be directed to if, if anybody wants to get in? Do you even have any left for sale? How's it work? Uh, so we've still got a few available. Uh, the easiest way to get them if you're not in New South Wales is carriermagazine.com.au forward slash Oz, A-U-S, rest cards. Uh, everything's available there. But if you're in New South Wales, basically just keep an eye out at shows. We'll be at PWA's Emo Night, uh, Rock and Roll Wrestling, and then we were at Newcastle, so potentially back at Newcastle. And I would love to come down to Melbourne and Adelaide and all of the places and have a setup there. It's just Australia is a very big place and <laughs> it sure is. the prices for travel at the moment are a little bit crazy. Tell me about it. We have blown out all of our frequent flyer points on the couple of upcoming trips that we've got <laughs> for, uh, for later in the year. We're going to be over for um, the Dream Tournament in a couple of weeks, which will be fun, heading to Melbourne for that. And then uh, we've got a concert later in the year and it's just like, oh, wow, every freaking fly point I've ever had has gone very fast. They used to go a lot further than they used to. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's since the, since the pandemic, the uh, prices for travel are a little bit crazy. Yeah, it's almost like they need to make up for all that time they weren't working. Yeah, even though they got bailed out by the government. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, no. it's kind of yeah, kind of worked like, out okay for everybody, really. I just remember like being able to go down to MCW for a weekend and it being like sixty or eighty dollars return airfares. Like, this is great. That's hot. And, That's so. And cool. now it's just like, yeah, you're looking at. $100 each way. Yeah, exactly. Which I've got to say is still better than like, I don't know, the 600 bucks it takes me. <laughs> but, I mean, I've got a lot further to go. Yeah, and that's why, like, if I was going to do a Perth weekend, there would need to be multiple things otherwise. Yeah, you need to be teaming up with a promotion and stuff like that. It becomes a lot, you know, like to, to get here, which is why when we talk about a company like World Series – not coming over regularly. It's for that reason. Because once you start paying for airfares for many wrestlers and stuff, it it gets real pricey real fast. And yeah, know, if they're paying fifteen or so airfares to, to yeah. Perth and then back and then international flights, like yeah, absolutely. The, the cost of that tour must skyrocket. Yeah, exactly. How long does it take you to drive to Melbourne? I think it's oh, geez. I've never done it. I think it's about 10 hours. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. I see. I always think of you guys as really close together. I've done it before, but it's just so long ago. I don't really remember. We used to be in a band back in the day and we once had the great idea of like hiring like a Winnebago and starting on the Gold Coast and like driving all the way to Adelaide and doing shows all the way. Sounds like a great idea, but let me tell you, when I when I say <laughs> I wanted to kill my band members by the time it was done. It's like, yeah, when, when you do it, it's like, oh, no, not – not the best. This needs – I need to not be in this car with these people anymore. And these are some of my best friends in the world, but I'm like, this is too long. <laughs> yes, it's – it is, yeah, eight and a half hours from my house. Yeah, wow. Okay. So flights are really the only option if you're going to whip over there for a, a weekend show. Yeah, uh, like flying down, looking at an hour, hour and a half. It's so good. Yeah, that's that's really hot. I would uh, be very interested in doing that at the right price. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, give us all your website advice stuff. Give us uh, all your social media contacts. Let's make sure everybody knows where to find you. Uh, so the website is pariomagazine.com.au and then just click around in there. You'll find the, the cards and the magazine and articles and things. Uh, and then the social medias are – at Pario Magazine for all of the interviews and podcasts and bits and pieces and at Oz Rest Cards, A-U-S-W-R-E-S Cards for all of the card info. That is awesome, man. And before we go, do you have a favourite card amongst the entire bunch that people should keep a lookout for, yeah, that you're particularly happy with the design on it or anything like that? Oh, gosh. Uh, no, I'm making you choose between children here. Yeah, <laughs> I am a big fan of uh, the Robbie card just because I'm a big fan of Robbie. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think which other ones are really great. The Gore one is particularly pretty cool mm -hmm. just because he's such a unique-looking character. Yeah. Jeez, who else have we got in there that's, like, really cool? The the Jessica Troy one is a 
phenomenal photo mm-hmm. and Matt Diamond's. The, the photography work by Sarah from New Photography. Yeah. Wow. That's, every time I look at photos for someone, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. Um, and Mick Moretti's photo by Digital Beard Owen is another yeah, he's fantastic great, photo. Like, yeah, I'm familiar with his. We have some in, not only incredible wrestlers in this country, but the photographers as well are, like, world standard. Yeah. Just, just all the people that circulate. Australian wrestling is pretty amazing. Like even even like the camera work in some of these companies and stuff like that. Like I, I've been doing work with a, a company over here called Dude, Where's My Ring? And I, it was sort of all thrown together like pretty fast. And there was a there's a camera guy who's a, a big part of that named Reese. Um, and you know he's in the pit. He's amongst everything that's going on and all this craziness. You know he's wearing goggles and he's got you know knee pads on and protective stuff because they're going crazy. And I wasn't really sure what to expect. And then I see it come up on YouTube, and I couldn't believe the video quality, like and the production stuff that Reese puts out. It's unbelievable. I was like, this is better than most of the stuff. Like. I see on like IWTV and things like that. I don't know if you've had a chance to check that out on YouTube. If, it, if anybody hasn't, um, head to YouTube and check out Dude, Where's My Ring? Because Reese is unbelievable, like with his video work. And it's the same at the likes of, you know, PWA um, and, and things like that. Like you, and uh, EPW and a lot of the ones I watch, I like, I can't believe like these people who, you know, do this on the side are delivering this kind of quality. Oh, yeah, like some of the, the videography, uh, the graphics packages yeah. as well that some of these companies do. It's like, how are, how are these like independent wrestlers? Like how is this not on TV somewhere? Like easily you could see if they combined all of these companies, this could be a national promotion and like a nationally televised product yeah. in Australia easily. Absolutely. Like a perfect example of that PWA production is I don't know if you saw online I mean you might have even been at the shows but but the New Japan Tamashi shows and they had the first night was in New Zealand and they just used whatever equipment they had at that small promotion then they did night two with PWA set up and it was better than like all the strong stuff they do in the US <laughs> like it was it was better than like a lot of the stuff they normally put out and you're like Yo, you guys shouldn't have put up night one. Like, not that you know the wrestling was bad or to to just on New Zealand, but like, just like when you're talking about the production that you want to put out for like a brand new sort of um, promotion initiative for a new com- company, like that is just pour it all into what PWA are doing because it really was like top notch stuff. Yeah, and I think they they it looks like they've realised that too. Like, yes, yeah, they're now but- basically just running PWA or essentially the MCW set up down in Melbourne as well. Yeah, exactly. And just, uh, you know, brand it to and run their wrestlers but use their setups and stuff. It's a pretty cool partnership. Yep. Yeah, that is hot. And you know what? The more they come around, maybe you can start to get uh, some of the New Japan wrestlers on the Australian wrestling cards as well. <laughs> that would be very nice. Yeah, absolutely. Now that is awesome. All right, one more time the website so everybody knows and let's uh, let you enjoy your Saturday. It is harriermagazine.com.au. 
perfect. Check it out, everybody. Everything you need to know about Australian Wrestling Cards, Perio Magazine, and Jamie Apps is all over there. My dude, I want to thank you for your time. It's been really fun getting to know you real quick. And everybody out there, remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, at FacesFeelsCast, Twitter, at FacesFeelsCast, and Facebook, at FacesFeelsCast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com, and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com, the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a deathmatch wrestling promotion, manager, or platform and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent feud.